And welcome to episode 86 of We the Gamer Cast. It's hosted by WeTheNerd.com and it publishes on iTunes and Google Play every single Monday. Thank you for coming back and listening and subscribing and rating on iTunes or wherever you're getting this podcast. I feel like iTunes is probably the best place to, to rate it. And, you know, I'm going to try and get through this intro while also simultaneously multitask and check for new reviews. But if you're new, here's the deal. Every week. I have Sweet Hangs with a Stranger from the Internet, and we talk about video games and so much more. If you want to be part of the show, it's easy. Tweet at me, uh, at Sean Capri. It's Sean, like Connery Capri, like the pants. Guys, we are back. This is, this is the, the, the more traditional type of We the Gamer cast. If you're, if you're new from the last week, the last slew, the last barrage of E3 predictions and all the craziness that we've been having going on in the last little bit. Uh, that's not, that's not typical. That's, uh, that's me being super excited about E3 and sort of breaking form, doing something a little bit different and, uh, just trying to be, try, I don't even know. I was going to say try to be right about some predictions, but obviously that's not the case because I, I don't even know what nonsense that was, but we will see. I feel like. If I'm, if I'm having fun, that's, that's really what matters, right? It's, uh, that sounds like something like that coming out of the more you know, but a special thank you to everybody. Good Lord. We had so many people, first of all, write in and send in your predictions and know that you are locked in. Some of you wrote a cup, I think two and maybe tried to, to adjust it. Whatever the most recent one, we'll, we'll count that one, I, I guess. And obviously, Thank you to a slew of guests. This was insane. To Bobby Pauls, the Nintendo Guru, Zach Erickson, Joseph Moran, Kaylee Woomer, Blessing at AOA, Fiona McKinnon uh, for writing in. I know we'll have her on uh, the reactions. Brock McLaughlin, Ryan Turford, Mitch Power, Seamus Mullins, Garrett Bland, and first time on the show, Alex Van Aken. What what a week. What a, like we did four shows. I hope that was I hope that was good for you. I don't, I, it, it dawned on me a little bit later where I'm like, that was kind of a lot. And I know some, some shows did, uh, one episode that was kind of long. Like they, they sort of did like this mega E3 thing. And instead I did sort of like four <laughs> just to dominate your feed. So give me, give me some feedback. Was that too much? Like, let me know. I enjoyed it. Um, but was it the right amount? Did you like it broken up? Let me know. You can tweet at me again, Sean like Connery, uh, Capri like the pants, or email we the gamercast at we the nerdy.com. Uh, so thank you to everyone. I'm going to talk most today, uh, about Dave Moore and dayspace.com. Um, I, I bought a mechanical keyboard, which you can hear just kind of, I, I would type, but I feel like I might accidentally ruin the recording just to, to give a shout out to Flex Depose. But I want to talk about Dave Moore because this guy I met obviously through through this show, I think through Megadads, either he or I were on the show, we sort of connected that way. A lot has happened since since Dave and I crossed paths. Uh he he created a new show with Johnny Casino, who was John Beeler. He changed names and because of this show. They they met and they created Sheldon Forgotten, truly one of my favorite podcasts, and and I'm excited to see those guys shift into Something new, forget being cool, uh, follow them on Twitter, and I don't have it off the top of my head. So this is where you get to hear the keyboard. Shell, nope, that's not it. Uh, forget being, oh, it is, forget being cool. How about that? Good Twitter handle, guys. I don't know why I didn't 
didn't expect that. And I totally could have edited this out, but I won't. Dave has been working on an idea that I, we, we've all been kind of like tossing this around a little bit. I've been talking to obviously a lot of podcasters out there. And the one thing that is common every time I talk to somebody is that we, we're all coming to the realization, I guess, that we're not getting rich off of this stuff. None of us are like, this is not the magical portal into if I do a podcast for a year, now I'm working at IGN and, and I'm being hyperbolic to just sort of illustrate the point that, that none of us, none of us have this delusion that, that the podcast that we're, and the content that we're creating is, is going to turn into, you know, millions and millions of dollars. And the other thing that we recognize in tandem with that is that we all like each other and that we're all better together. We enjoy being on each other's podcasts and we enjoy the content that everybody's creating and that promoting each other and being part of the same sort of like indie family is beneficial. And so I've trying to, like, I tossed this idea out a long time ago and I've gotten quite a bit of feedback and like everybody's kind of saying the exact same thing. Yes, we, we are better together. I just don't know what that looks like. And, uh, so I've been talking to Dave about this and, and lots of feedback, obviously from, from Bobby and Mark Carabin from the Warp Whistle podcast and Johnny Casino. And, and we're all just trying to like trying to crystallize this thing. And I think we're, I think we're onto something. So. What we're going to be doing is, you may have noticed already if we ran Nintendo and the GeekCast have moved to dayspace.com. And I would say that the, the best comparison, that the thing that we're sort of moving towards is if you ever go to podcast1.com, it's this, it's one website, it's one place where I, I guess like, yeah, hundreds of, of podcasts, tons of, you know, the big names, the Adam Carollas, the Joe Rogans, the, all of those giant podcasts are part of this family of of shows and it's like a network and that's truly what we're what we're starting with with day space and and i mean from a financial benefit it's one of those situations where dave will host the show and we pay dave to host the show but we're all paying dave a little less than what we're paying now quite a bit less so everybody everybody wins and so there's just I truly feel like together we have the ability to take on the big boys of podcasting. And the reason for that is like we are, we are you. I am the same as you. I don't have a full time job in the industry. I go to work. I, you know, I've got a family I, and I obsess about it in the same way that you do. And I've always felt like that's why my podcast list is dominated by the, the people around like that I've met through this community is why like, you know, I've got a couple of IGN things and, and the kind of funny things, but really the ones that I, that I click on first, the ones that I listen to before anything else are like the Game Moose podcast. They're the OK Beast podcast. There, yeah, there's too many to even name here. Sheldon Forgotten, obviously, rest in peace. That it won't be forgotten. It's because the people are the same as me. And I hope that you, our listeners, will connect with this community as well as we build this thing. It's very nascent. This is very early on, but I, I feel like we've all kind of got this, this idea that together we're better. We can promote each other. We can be on each other's, um, on our, on each other's shows. And I'm, I'm hoping that, that if we, from a technical level, all live in the same place, that that sort of emanates and, out from there. That's something that I'm not even able to articulate or really predict something. I just know that we're better together and something good is going to come out of this. So I want to give a huge shout out to, to Dave and everybody who's provided feedback 
to this, but most, but really Dave is doing just a ton of work on dayspace.com, making this work. And I have to say the other thing too, is obviously when you're dealing with podcasters, dealing with egos, and so many people have been great about putting your egos aside in the interest of making this work. This is this, we're, we're going to look back, I think on, th- on this episode, on this rambling and look back and go, you didn't even know what you were doing, but you knew that the, the fundamental of, of collaboration is, is the best way to do this. So I look forward to whatever happens. Stay tuned for more. Um, I'm, we the GamerCast, by the way, I don't think I even made this clear. We the GamerCast will be hosted, uh, will be part of the day space community. It will be, it will be hosted there. Uh, so technically we'll actually be moving over. If you're an idiot like me and you've got Android, you may have to resubscribe. You have to delete it and then resubscribe. iTunes things seem to be okay. Um, but follow me on Twitter at Sean Capri, Sean like Connery Capri, like the pants to find out more that I don't think that happens today. If, if it did, then you're not even hearing it. And, uh, so, so yeah, we'll have to, we'll have to figure that part out, but that's a, that's a small hurdle for what I think is going to be something huge. I want to give a quick congratulations. I don't know if you're listening or not, but, um, Fiona McKinnon and Jace Baldridge recently became Twitch affiliates. Like so much has happened. We didn't, we haven't had, I haven't had a chance to talk to you in this way because we've been off doing doing our predictions episodes so much has happened huge congratulations to fiona and to jace i am so glad like they've been on the show previous guests and i and i am so glad to see them continuing to stream that's something that i wish that i could stream i wish that i i did that a little bit more i don't i don't know why it's one of those things it's it's one if i was somebody else hearing me say this i would say just do it and i just I, I just haven't yet. Uh, congratulations also to Mitch Power. He was on the, the Xbox prediction show. Uh, I think he's going to be camping during the reaction. So that's another thing, guys. More E3 stuff coming. So stay tuned for that. Mitch Power starting up a new show, Growing Up Gaming. Uh, it's at GUG Podcast. I know he mentioned that when he was here on the show, but I wanted to give a quick shout out. Um, and so glad to see people taking this as like a little test of being a guest on We The Gamer Cast and going like, man, that is, that's a lot of fun podcasting, talking about games, being creative about it. That was the original vision for We The Gamer Cast. So I'm so glad, Mitch, um, I'm so glad you're doing, doing this. I, it's, I was just saying this to John Wall and we'll get to him in just a second. I promise this is one of the best things that I've ever done. This is, this is, it, it is, enhance my life more than I could ever say. And I, I tweeted out really quickly to Andrew Semichek. He's the, uh, he's the founder of We the Nerdy at A Semichek. And I just said, I just want to say I'm grateful for him. And it's because of all these, like, I just listed what, like 15 people who are guests on, on E3 predictions episodes last week. There's no way I know any of those people without Andrew. And I, it helps, I think, every once in a while to just take stock in everything that we have in our lives and what got us there. And Andrew is a, he's a key person. He's a pivotal kind of connection in my life to all of this. So I wouldn't be rambling on for 10 plus minutes if it weren't for Andrew. So I'll blame him. Uh, a couple more things before we get to our chat with, with Mega Dad, John Wall. Huge congratulations to Bobby Pauls for starting a, what I think is a, a massively innovative new podcast called The Host. Um, the idea is simple. Bobby brings on two podcasters to discuss really anything from suffering from anxiety to what gaming magazines we subscribe to as kids. This is a way for, this is another sort of chance for content creators to come together, get to know one another, get to know Bobby, and for those communities to kind of all come to one place. This, this is something that I think will be massive the idea is great it's different it's unique the top it's topical um and, and digestible 
I think. And I, I also a shout out to Antonio Guillen for doing a wonderful job of uh, producing it, creating promo videos. I think the video looks tr- tremendous. The intro is awesome. You guys definitely have to check that out. Um, the host, holy crap, I didn't even, I didn't even prepare. Here comes the return of the keyboard. The hose, Bobby, what the hell did you even call this thing? Why don't I edit this? I won't because I found it that quickly at the underscore host pod. I, I don't know, hosts like people who host pod. Anyway. Uh, another shout out to Josh Brandt from Life of Gaming Podcast. He is on Polygames. So two shout outs built into one. Go to youtube.com slash polygames. Joseph Moran had a Josh Brandt on, on his video podcast. And in case you didn't know, I was on the Life of Gaming Podcast for the E3 predictions. So we'll, I think I've got a couple good ones on there. I think Legacy of Kane is going to happen. So huge shout out to those guys. There's just a whole lot going on. Too much to talk about today because we do have to get into my chat. I will, I'm playing games, but whatever. That doesn't matter for today. My guest this week is John Wall from, from Mega Dads. You can follow on Twitter at Mega Dads Live or follow John at Walnut77, W-A-H-L-N-U-T-77. So we're just going to get right into it. Here he is, John Wall. I've also been thinking about adding like a good heavy breathing into the microphone. Like I feel like just as you do this for long enough and as people start to enjoy your content, they will forgive the heavy breathing and almost think that it's sort of like this this old man distinction i'm not sure i'm just making things up as i go but maybe it's character i think so maybe people feel like they that like they really want to be involved as if they can they can almost smell my breath coming in their in their ears they can smell it in their ears i wouldn't recommend that for for me it smells like it smells like four day old toothpaste and fresh coffee that's that's what you can expect. That's, that could be worse. I sp- <laughs> we'll just talk nonsense today. I'm supposed huh. to I'm supposed to ask you something though, John. Okay. I was. Uh, it's it's rare that I take questions from the community, but this uh-huh. person this person is very special to me. <laughs> so I want to I want to make sure I get it right. I haven't. I just got it in. This is okay. a fre- fresh off of the question. Fresh out of the question oven. Um, make sure you ask John how he feels about the fact that Uncharted 4 was infinitely better <laughs> than Quantum Break. Oh, I have no idea who sent that question to you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't oh. know what the story is here, but like, what the hell, man? Actually, I think I might be... Wait, let me let me find out the context here before I even like interject. Because what the okay. hell is this? <laughs> So it was our uh, man. It, I can't remember which episode of our show it was, but we were. I think it was our end of the year episode for 2015. I guess it must have been. So we were doing our most anticipated games of the next year. So it's 16. You just it's Uncharted Four is last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this would have been yeah the the year before. Okay, yeah. So I, re- I remember this episode. So, and I had the nerve to say that I was more <laughs> eagerly anticipating Quantum Break oh, than I, I see. was Uncharted 4. <laughs> and Adam was so offended by that. He was so 
outraged mm-hmm. that I would be looking forward to this game more to a new uh, IP uh, than you know something that you've seen three times before, four times if you exactly, can't exactly. I was like, well, it's something new and interesting. I don't know what it's about. So then last year, when the games, both the games finally come out, came out, and I really enjoyed both of them. Mm-hmm. But Uncharted Four ended up on my top three uh, game of the year list. Yep. And he has not let me forget forget that. That uh, let's let's talk about this. Okay, so I'm you know what, Adam, I'm I'm glad you contributed to the show. I'm glad you brought this up because this is this is a thing that's been going around a lot lately. Because as we sort of grow this this community of people that we interact with, there's and we have a lot of speculation. I think is one thing we have a lot of hype to to look forward to and to comment on. And then, mm-hmm. like, things sometimes turn out the way that we wanted them to, and sometimes things turn out the way that we didn't expect them to. And I don't think that you should, like, that should be held against you for thinking that a game is going to turn out one way, but it turns out another way, or if you're excited for something, or you think the opposite, that something's going to be not good, and then it surprises you. You should be allowed to be surprised. I think so. And I even stated to him very specifically on that episode, I said, I'm not saying that Quantum Break will be a better game. Mm-hmm. I'm just more excited to see what it is. I'm more excited to play it. Mm-hmm. So if I'm hearing you correctly, you said that you could look into the future and you knew exactly that it was going to be a better game. That's what I'm I hearing. Said, exactly. Hands mm-hmm. down, mm-hmm. without playing either one of them, I knew <laughs> the quality of the games in advance. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So yeah. what's... What's I got? I'm going to go back to my very first question. I want to. I might derail just a second here because I think that okay. I got so much to talk to you. It's about your show, today, man. I mean, whatever. We, I'm gonna. I'm gonna challenge Johnny Casino on how much off the rails we can go. Like this is that's my okay. thing. That's my thing. All right. That's the bar so far is the Johnny Casino level of off the rails. Definitely, we're taking it. You know, we're not even. Gonna, anyway, why do you have a last name that is different than Adams? <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed we don't get asked this more often. Yeah, I was too shy to ask Adam about it. Right. And I don't think many people, I don't know how many people even know that we are brothers. I mean, we mentioned it on the show, but not that often. But I think it's a lie. Like, that's where I'm, he mentioned it when he was on my show. It's like, I've got two brothers, John and, is it Dave? Yeah. 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 So, and I'm like, well, I guess that, that adds up, but I'm not seeing much (laughs) more than that. It's, no, it's actually 100% true. Like we real, are. like real, like not like the way black people use it, like real brothers. No. Real brothers and <laughs> and different legal last names. Okay. Um, it's it, And it's a very boring story. It basically Aww. boils down to, I know, it's it's not that exciting. I'm not in like witness protection or anything like that. Um, <laughs> like, you'd, like you would admit it here. <laughs> right. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> No, basically, without, you know, getting too, like, into it, mm-hmm. my dad left when we were kids, mm-hmm. and there was a point where my mom was, like, going to change her name back to her maiden name, Wall. Oh, okay. And I was like, you know what? That's a great way to say F you to dad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it, too. Oh. So, so I how did, old so were the, you on this? Like, you were able to make a decision. Uh, I must have been, like, 16, I think. I think that was about... I think that's around the age that you can like legally do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my mind is a is full of cobwebs and sawdust, so years and specific dates are are all a blur. But what yeah, music was, was fueling this anger for you? Uh, probably Soundgarden. Yeah. Or, Rest in peace. Or or Nirvana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, that was that was essentially it. I was like, I'm going to show him that I don't give a crap about him, and I'm going to change my name. Mm-hmm. And you know, when you're a teenager, you know, you do a lot of goofy. That's not a boring story thing. at all, dude. That's well. It's, I mean, it's, yes, it's, less than witness protection, but right, I mean, that's not a pretty as high exciting bar. as I witnessed a you know triple murder, and now I'm hiding out in America mm-hmm. to, to escape my you know the South American drug lords that have been chasing me for. 20 years but <laughs> this is what i enjoy most about you guys is like you I, I mean i'm not sure you've convinced me that you made that up on the spot but i'm not also sure that you made it up on the spot so that also be true this is a big reason that i tune into to mega dad's live i have another question um okay. when when is mega dad's live going by monthly <laughs> by monthly <laughs> when are we going by? Well, we've been experimenting with that for a while. <laughs> um, you know, have you talked about it? I'm sure. It, I'm sure it has come it's, up. It's come up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's. I don't know. I would like to. Part of it is we we both agree that the show is better when we are in person. Yeah, you know, we re- we record in the same room. Room we get together. Um, yeah, sorry I couldn't be there with you today. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot. <laughs> um, so I mean, we could do Skype uh, calls, but we're worried that it would maybe lose a little something. Um, oh, that that makes sense. And and it's just also you know I think if we weren't juggling so many other you know so much other content on the website, yeah. You know, we, it's, man, it's hard to find time for all this stuff. Talk to me about this. When, when, what's too much? Because I don't know that there's any, too too many other content creators out there that put out as much as you guys do. So I I joke about, you know, making more podcasts, but like, you know, I talked to Adam about this as well. You know, like you guys put out so much, not only Mm -hmm. like for both, um, you know, for free and for people to consume just on, on the website, but also for the patrons as well, uh, which mm-hmm. I'm proud to support. But I don't know that I'm like, I, I support a number of, of Patreon content creators. And I don't know that aside from like the professional, like the kind of funny type of um, mm-hmm. brand and echelon, I don't know that many people are giving as much to the, to their Patreon. So back off, John, <laughs> like, <laughs> Quit trying to impress people. Yeah, we're, we like you guys. What the heck? This is too much. I even clicked the don't give me rewards and Adam's like, no, get, you're getting the rewards. Yeah. So, and, and I think that's, I think we're learning that now, especially yeah. with the, with the Patreon stuff is for a while we were like, well, you know, we got to keep, we got to impress people. We got to keep people coming back. We got to give them crap. We're give impressed. Crap. And that's why and we that, paid up. And, and that's what we're realizing is, Anyone that is supporting us through that is not supporting us because of the free cap, free yep. crap. They mm-hmm. like the free crap. It's nice, but they would probably support us if they got none of that yep. or one thing. Um, it's not, it's not, that stuff is not specifically pulling people in. Right. Um, if they're not invested in what we do already. So, so talk to me. Okay. So talk to me about, cause I, I look at, the Patreon thing is something being, I look at it from a courageous standpoint. I look at it at if you are brave enough to say, you know what? I put my heart and soul into this thing. It, it I think it's a quality product. I think it's quality content. I think people sh- could 
And I think it's worth um, asking for support. Mm -hmm. Talk to me about like that mindset of asking for people to give money so that you can create the things that you guys create. I was very hesitant. Yeah. I think most people are. Yeah. Um, It was kind of funny because we had we had discussed it briefly, uh, Adam and I. Um, and I was very hesitant. And then, and then all of a sudden, one afternoon, he's like, hey, I, I put up all the patron stuff. We're going. That's <laughs> the way. Like, it's like, oh, OK, I guess this is this is a thing that's happening now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, it's tough to say, you know, it's tough to ask for money or or accept donations for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and we're not looking for. You know, we're not looking for an income. You know, obviously, we're not going to quit our day jobs for this kind of thing. But we thought of it as if we want to do, if we want to expand this. Yep. If we want to go bigger, um, it would, it, you know, it's helpful to have a source of income that is not coming out of, you know, what's going to <laughs> pay for food on the table and, and, you know. Maybe a bunch of bananas every other week. Right, exactly. It, it's easier to justify, you know, to our wives uh, all the money we're spending if uh, if some of it is coming in through patron support. And you know, it all goes. We don't, you know. I think there are some patrons out there where you know I support a, a decent amount of them, you know, several people, and I give them money just because I like what they're doing. Um, but I don't necessarily know where that money's going. Mm-hmm. Probably uh, very fancy underwear. The finest underwear. I mean, like at least above average, because right. it changes your life. I, I have like <laughs> one good pair of underwear, and it's kind of like, ooh, what day am I going to save this one for? There's a huge difference between great underwear and mediocre, even just like mid-level underwear. Mm-hmm. It's yes. a huge, it's a huge gap. Everybody should do whatever they can to get their their hands <laughs> or their butts into get their package and some, some fine, just cushioned quality underpants yeah it's nice and i okay so i want to i want to make sure that i'm like framing this this question this topic around like the best context possible i'm basically trying to give you guys a like i'm trying i think every patreon producer or, or content creator should mm-hmm. be a little bit more bullish maybe or like take i get a sense of guilt almost every time and i want to like just give it i'm just going to start this trend hopefully maybe this picks up a little bit of traction Get rid of the no guilt. You should be asking for support, and people who want to will do it, and the people who don't don't have to. Like that's right. the whole thing about it is that it's totally optional. So I don't. I, I'm a, on a bit of a, a soapbox, but I, I want to try and just get rid of this whole like that that stigma. guilt. Ask. Yeah, def- it is a bit of a stigma, definitely, mm-hmm. and it's totally totally fine. That's all I got to say about that. Yeah. So I don't and want to give it, you guys some credit to just say, I, again, just that it does take a little bit of little balls it takes small above average size balls to just, launch a Patreon. Yeah. And, and, you know, and we, and we try to make it very clear to everybody that every penny that people, uh, you know, pledge goes to mega dads, you know, none of it's going to help pay for, you know, family vacation to Wisconsin Dells dollar hookers or fa- dollar hookers mm-hmm. or fancy underpants you know, it's going to, uh, you know, the camcorder and the microphones and the equipment we just bought to go to E3. It's mm-hmm. going to uh, banners that we buy for conventions to, you know, to put up behind us. You know, it's it's all going to make 
mega dads better and not just like, wow, look at this money people are sending us. Let's go out to eat. And totally. Yeah. Totally. Well, yeah. So anyways, I, I just wanted to I just wanted to quickly touch on that. And I, I want to make yeah. a point of anybody who comes onto the show who does have a Patreon, make sure that everybody finds out about it. It's megadads.com or sorry, patreon.com slash does it just megadads? Yep. Patreon.com slash megadads. So when there you it do, is. When are you launching yours, man? I want to give you some money. I don't know, man. I'd I gotta I mean, I do have another mouth to feed, so there's there's that whole thing. Right. Uh, but right now he's eating for free, if you know what I mean. I, I so, yeah. So there's that. I mean I don't know. I don't know. I I give it a lot of thought. So the reason that that I think about it a lot, and the way that the reason that I start to I want to get rid of the stigma is I work in fundraising. Like I work to raise money and to ask people for money, and mm-hmm. I often do like charitable work. That's kind of how the those worlds kind of mix together. Was like my my three sort of biggest passions are you know charity, gaming, and then being a dad. Now I guess. Why did I say three? I had a third one. That wasn't it. Was a it. lot of hesitation. That wasn't it. That third one. Maybe four, I guess. Um, so, <laughs> so I've been asking people to support different causes for a very, very long time. And I think I'm pretty good at it. And I think that there's this hump that everybody who asks for support has to get over to say it's bigger than the dollar that the person is is providing. It's It's just it's being part of something. So right. I, I just kind of want to I just wanted to touch on that a little bit. I didn't want to. I didn't want to dwell on that. My my no. sweet segue is who's funnier? You you or Adam? <laughs> who's the funniest? Who's the funniest? Or is this just mis- mystery Dave? Uh, no, he's not the funniest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Adam and I each have a little bit of a unique um, sense of humor, mm-hmm. uh, and sometimes I get confused with our real life selves and our our comic strip selves uh-huh. since they both get a little exaggerated. I think I'm a little bit more of the, um, the physical goofball pratfall yeah. buffoon humor. And he's a little bit more of the dry, sarcastic, smart ass humor. He's very cerebral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where does so. it, where do you like, where does the comedy come from for you? Like, were you guys just, like, sitting around the TV watching? Like, I imagine you guys watching, like, Monty Python because of the, the dry humor that comes in. Like, where mm-hmm. what are the comedy greats? Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't know. George Carlin. Oh, nice. My, yeah. He, he's probably my all-time, all-time favorite. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I'm hesitant to say Bill Cosby. <laughs> 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 yeah, the clean comic. Growing up, mm-hmm. huge Bill Cosby fan before he was a, you know, serial criminal. Serial rapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, you'll never you'll never slam your face into a big pile of jello pudding ever <laughs> the same know. ever again. I can't even watch the Cosby Was he show talking anymore, about jello pudding? Is that what he was that was he like was it yeah. something hidden maybe? Maybe he was telling us something all along. Right. It was a cry for help this whole time and nobody mm-hmm. listened. Um so yeah, I you know, we I don't think we sought out to be like a funny show uh, yeah for sure you know because the show was born out of just the conversations that we would have all the time anytime we got together mm-hmm. you know we would have those conversations in real life you know anytime we got together and annoy the crap out of our wives and our families <laughs> um and, and we always chuckled and we thought he, that we were hilarious yep um 
so we thought, you know, let's let's maybe somebody else thinks maybe somebody else likes this style or our sense of humor. So let's record let's record these conversations and throw that up there and see what people think. Yeah, and I want to give a shout out to Adam's episode because um, he sort of went over. He gave you a little bit of credit for starting the Facebook group back in before it was even a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you, he said that you were the brains of the operation. Like, what exactly does that? does that mean to be the brains of the mega dads or is that's, that even true? Maybe he's lying. Maybe that, that's the other reason I wanted to have you on. It's just to fact check Adam a little bit. That's terrifying. If I'm the brains of this, um, <laughs> I, I came up with the initial idea of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were at his house, you know, all sitting around, you know, with our wives around the dining room table. Um, and I just, I just threw it out there. I was like, Hey, I got this weird idea. Um, what if we created a website? Because we, when we came up with the idea, he wasn't a dad yet, uh, but they were expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was entering this phase where, you know, I watch a lot of videos. I watch, you know, listen to a lot of podcasts. I watch a lot of video game content, and I was realizing that none of it was aimed at us. Mm-hmm. You know, everything was aimed at and created by young, single or, or you know, people without children who, you know, spend eight to ten hours a day playing video games, can stay up till 3 a.m. playing Dark Souls. Uh, and I said, you know, what if what if we just made a site about our generation of gamer, of mm-hmm. our perspective? Um and we didn't know what it was going to be, really. Um, we were just like, we'll, we'll try a few things. Uh, I think the podcast didn't, you know, that didn't materialize until several months later. Mm-hmm. We started out with just writing, writing about games, writing about parenting. Um, we made some truly awful video skits. Uh, if you go to, the, to our YouTube channel and go to, like, the very beginning, there's some truly horrendous. Were they, like, scripted? Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, fully scripted <laughs> little skits. Uh, the like the first one we ever made was when when the Xbox One first came out, and Adam was jealous because he didn't have any uh, voice activated technology, so he tried to uh, use his wife as like the connect. Oh. So he he, he would call out to, to her wife, make me a sandwich. So there's there's a great uh, the video of Adam getting a sandwich thrown in his face. Um, but anyway, so, so okay, yeah. well, I want to touch on something that you said there too because I, I when I listen to your show, mm-hmm. you guys talk about like what you've been playing and that sort of thing. Shout out to Fluxipose as well because that's where that comes from. Um, you guys you guys managed to get around to a lot. Like, and it makes me wonder now, now being a dad and I'm like, how is this possible? Like, I feel like I'm not really able to get around to this many games and and you often talk about the games that you beat and I'm like, what is that like? You beat a game? (laughs) I'm back to when I was like seven years old and like, you just didn't beat games because they were just, I mean, back then you're, they were way too hard. Back then they were, yeah. Um, but Um, I'm back to then. Like, I, I don't, I haven't finished a game in a very, very long time. I've got this weird thing where I, Unless I really don't like the game, and if it doesn't connect with me, I have to finish mm-hmm. a game that I start. Mm-hmm. I have to see it through. Um, so a lot of times, what I'll do, and you know, I, I play and I think finish more games than than Adam does. He struggles a bit with this more than I do. Is I just I have 
trained my body to live off of five hours of sleep a night. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll stay up, you know, most of my gaming is done after nine, 10 PM. Yeah. After all the kids are sleeping, um, after the wife has gone up to read a book or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, that's when I'll get a couple hours in. And you've also, you've also fooled yourself into thinking that, um, two hour games are preferable now too. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? (laughs) Man, they are. (laughs) It's convince so me, convince me. Okay, so I get it. I get the appeal. Mm-hmm. But every right. time, like, I'm, I'm like, for every, I don't know, episode of Life of Strength, I don't know why that came up top mm-hmm. of my mind. Because uh, I didn't want to say Firewatch because I don't think that game was very good. I'm sorry. <gasps> I think that was your, was that your game of the year that I just That slammed? was my game of the year last yep. year. Yep. Yep. I, I somehow. So talk to me about that. Like, what, like, it's, <sighs> that that game is better to you than like a game like Forza or Uncharted or like how justify yourself, justify myself. Um, Firewatch, Firewatch. I think as I've aged, as I've gotten older, my priorities in what I look for in a game have changed. Um, I still enjoy platformers, racing games, um, you know, all that other stuff. Mm hmm. But me personally, where I'm at now, like first and foremost, what I look for in a game is is a really compelling story. Mm-hmm. I want to be told a story that is unique and interesting and different. Um, Firewatch, I think, was something that tackled subject matter and 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 a story that like I'd never seen in a game before, uh, and you know. I think games that are in that walking simulator category, they do get a lot of crap. Man, whoever created one, like Gone Home, should have coined something else. Like, there's probably something else before that, but I feel like that was sort of like the one that got a lot of attention early, early on. But Mm -hmm. they they wandered into new territory, and they should have had a better name, because holy crap. It's it's a terrible name. It is awful. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if anyone's come up with anything better. Um but I, I do play a lot of those games. Yeah. Uh, I just played, uh, after I had finished Zelda, I played Blackwood Crossing, and I played What Remains of Edith Finch. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, these games that are two, three hours, but they're very heavily story-based games. And I like being able to, you know, I've got this weird thing where I like, part of it is because of the website now, is that I like to play as many games as I can. Yep. I like to... Every month when we record the show, I like to be able to talk about a new game and not just talk about Zelda. Still for the playing Zelda. Month. Right. You know, it's like, that's fine. But, mm-hmm. I, th- you know, I think people would like to hear about something new, something different than we talked about last month. So I'm always wanting t- to play at least one new game every single month. Mm-hmm. And with those shorter games, you know, I can play two, three, four of those uh a month before before we record the next episode right um, so it satisfies this need to like kind of experience as many things as possible you're able to finish mm-hmm. it so like i get that and i and i i'm being a little hyperbolic about the whole like it's it's a terrible it's not terrible right. i just i just it just didn't hit me as much and it it reminds me of of a topic that comes up every once in a while which is diving into these sort of like sub genres of games where 
like from my perspective, I don't know if I need more of it when, um, like from experience to experience, are the games that vastly different in terms of my interaction? Like, in, like the gameplay from one to the next is very, very similar. And then in terms of the narrative that happens, it's almost like watching like an M. Night Shyamalan movie. It's like, okay, like just where's the twist? Like it's coming. I know it. Just like, just hit it, hit me with it. And, right. So Gone Home for me kind of op- occupies the space uh, in the the walking simulator type of genre and I don't know if it's possible for another game in that of that ilk to to overcome it to to topple it. So I just and the same thing happens with like kart racers. I've talked to Kaylee Woomer about this about Japanese role playing games just because like like from a very shallow level Mm-hmm. A lot of them are the same. And I want to totally admit that, like, this can be said about shooters, about, you know, point and click adventure games, all of these right. different things. So I asked the question not to belittle the genre, but to get into the mind of somebody who really enjoys that and kind mm-hmm. of understand maybe a little bit more of it at a deeper level. Like, what else is there to it? to this so that's i just want to provide a little bit of context before people think that i'm just slamming firewatch and and uh, right. you know what remains of edith finch and, and i do think it's tougher for a game in that genre to to raise to a certain level because there 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 really isn't anything else for it to stand on besides the story mm-hmm. because you are in most of them essentially just walk here click item listen to you know, walk here, click this in a game like, you know, in, in other games like Uncharted, you can not like the story that much, but you love the gameplay. And, you know, there, there, there are more elements to to latch on to. Um, whereas with one of these type of games, if the story isn't connecting with you. Yeah. There's nothing else to to keep you playing. Do you find that you have to be in like a particular mood? Like for me, some like comfort food is like just throwing on like Halo or some some shooter, right. and I can just I turn my brain off and that's it. Like maybe yeah. that's the other part of it too is that my the time that I have to be actively engaged in something like the interactive games that you're talking about they they require you to pay attention. So it's mm-hmm. entirely possible that my short time with Firewatch was just not the right time. Like I may have picked it up and been like, I'm not into this. I'm just going through the motions. I'm following the waypoint going like, Oh, what was that noise over there? And you know, wandering right. through the, through the bushes. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, I think you have to be in a very specific mood for that type of game. Um, like for me, I have to be in a mood to be, uh, you know, I like to be intellectually challenged. Mm-hmm with the story they're telling, like, like with firewatch, you know, at the end of that game, once it was done, you know, my mind kept, you know, what would I do in that situation? Uh, how would I handle what was going on in his marriage and in his mm-hmm. life or, um, a game like that dragon cancer, you know, after, after I got done bawling like a, a little baby, when I finished no that kidding. game, you know, it's my mind is like, you know, what how 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 and maybe that's part of it too is that sometimes these games have themes that are so heavy that Mm -hmm. that maybe i don't want that at that moment like maybe i'm not ready for for a good cry in that moment you know but sometimes right like when he accepted his award at the well the game awards i was sitting in in a airport coming back home from the east coast and I'm listening to this speech, and I know the story. I know what it would mean for him. I know what it meant for him to create the game. I know what it meant mm-hmm. for him to, or I can at least imagine, 
what it would mean for people to to buy it and that it's a success and then for him to get the award and go up and talk about it i was in his mind as much as probably one could be in that moment and i was just a disaster in yeah. public and so like th- that part that part of it that emotional piece is in the experience of the game and you don't get that with halo and call of duty and those other things and maybe that's why like for me those are maybe a little bit more comfort food but every now and then i just don't know that i guess before even with like gone home i didn't know that that's what that game was going to be and it was mm-hmm. just, it was a bit of a surprise for me so that's why like it hit so high but when i go into another game knowing that man you're, you're gonna love the story it's just i guess all about expectations is really all it boils down to right what's a what's, yeah. a what's a genre for you that like so this is like this is your comfort food that these short sort of walking simulator god that's a terrible term i know we gotta come up with what's <laughs> what's on the opposite end of the spectrum what's something that you just like you just don't get um i cannot get into the the whatever the genre is called the dark souls esque Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. genre of of games you don't have nine Um, hours straight to learn how to how to play that no and i think that that comes down to kind of the same thing as far as time and how much time i have is like i don't i don't have time to devote to you know, learning the minutia of the, the, the battle systems mm-hmm. and the, uh, it's kind of the same with like fighting games and like learning, uh, learning. Yeah. The, good one. Um, does it bother you though? Like, does it, or is it just like you guys go have your fun? No, no, I don't care. I yeah. mean, people can enjoy anything they want. It's just for no, not me. That, not, not like, are you like, is it a fear of missing out? I guess is the question I'm asking. Like, do you, do you wish, is it something that you see like, oh man, that looks great. And people are loving it. I wish I was into it. Or are you just totally fine with leaving it outside of, of I mean, gaming? I've, I'm totally fine not having it. I mean, I've, I've tried them. Um, yeah. so it's not like I'm, you know, from a distance without experiencing them, just kind of shunning them and, and, and yeah. dismissing gaming, them. Gaming racism. Um, <laughs> right. You know, I, 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 I've tried them out and, you know, I just, for me, I don't want to be frustrated when I'm playing a game. Yep. You know, and people that love those games, that's part of it for them is that, that frustration and that trying to get over the hill. And then when you finally do it, that feeling of just euphoria that, oh my God, I finally did it. Um, but for me, it's like that. That's everyday life for me. It's just, <laughs> it's just constant, I did it. Constant frustration and trying to get through the day, and then finally at the end, of it, it's like, oh my god, I made it to the end of the day. And mm-hmm. So it's like when I play a game, I don't want that. I yeah. I want to, you know, relax and, and not be tense. And what about trophies? What about like achievements and things like that? Or is that something that that rewards you when it pops up and you finish a game? You're like, yeah, that feels real good. Or does that like I, I've heard both sides of this this spectrum. Yeah, I used to be really into it in the last generation with like the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. I was a huge trophy whore. Yeah, you know, I I would go through the list and see which ones I haven't gotten yet, and go back and try to check off each one on that list. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I don't know what it is this generation. I don't know if it's the little sound effect isn't as appealing when it dings when you do something. <laughs> it just it's not I don't know. It hasn't pulled me in like it did uh before. Mm-hmm. I mean it's it's neat and it's fun, but I remember playing games like Crackdown 
where there was an achievement where you had to climb to the tallest building in the city and leap off. And I was like, I'm going to go do that. That mm-hmm. sounds awesome. And just those interesting, those interesting achievements that would send you off of the beaten path to try something that you maybe wouldn't do over the course of the game yeah. regularly. Nice. I want to talk about E3 because that's a thing that's coming up. And you guys, yeah. I, I, I'm in between places. I would, I am thinking that I should say that I'm jealous, but I'm also not all at the same time. But that sounds mean to say. But I'm <laughs> <laughs> only because like, I hate crowds. And yeah. but I'm jealous because this is a once in a lifetime type of thing. Like if mm-hmm. that, if it comes down to it, this is really this is something that every gamer, everybody who's into it, like we are at this level, either where you're creating podcasts or you're listening to it. E3 is like is this Disneyland that only so many. It's not open to everybody. Well, now I guess right. it is. Kind of, yeah. Tell me about uh, tell me about like what you expect to to get out of E3. Like, are, are you going with empty expectations or super high? Like, talk to me about going into E3. You're a week away. We're, yeah. It, Not we're even. Definitely, yeah, like six days, no I think, we're le- till we leave. Um, it's definitely a double-edged sword. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's it, it is like that bucket list type of event yes. that we dreamed about um, for years. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe that we're finally getting to do it now. Um because, like, for me, like, E3 has taken on an entirely new, I guess, just perspective now in the last couple of years. The live streaming has helped out tremendously. There's so much there's so much now that helps to promote it. Like, we're – I'll go back a little bit. I'll, I'll put it this way because um, mm-hmm. you said you are dreaming about it for a very, very long time. Was it, was it the sort of thing that um, within, like, you were reading about it in magazines or was it until you started to watch the press conferences that you, that you really started to dive into to E3? No, I mean, I, I remember, you know, back in the, I guess, how long has it been around the 90s, mid-90s, um, reading EGM, reading yeah. Game Fan magazines, and it was this mecca of, of geekdom, of gamer. Uh, so Was it a mecca? Like, how did it, how did it, how was it conveyed in the, because I didn't read it in the magazines. I was, I was right. more into PC, and even then, like, I was just kind of getting into it about, I think, what was the first, we just answered, or did you just ask this question? When was the first year for E3? I think it was um, 1995. 95, yeah. Um, Spoiler, yeah, I mean, sure. it, it, go, go answer the, the question for me. <laughs> you got, you've got the answer out of that trivia, anybody that watches this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it always seemed, because back, back in the day when it was first starting, that was before, um, you know, broadband internet where you could watch all these game trailers and get all this game information the second it happened. Right. So we'd read about it in these magazines, and it had this kind of magical aura around it where it just mm-hmm. seemed like this amazing place that no normal human would ever get to go and experience. Um, so, yeah, now that we're actually going, it's completely surreal. Yeah. Uh, I never – I mean, I we joked uh, a year ago after we do a local – convention called 2DCon. And after that finished up last year, I said to Adam, I said, my goal within the next year is I want us to go to E3. Mm-hmm. And he laughed it off, rightfully so, as, you know, the pipe dream that, you know, it should have stayed. Yeah. Um, and then when we finally got an email from from somebody at ESA saying, would you guys like to go? We can get you into the show. 
it was mind blowing. Yeah. So as far as expectations, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of of two minds on the one hand. It's like, I just want to go and experience it. Yeah. Because we will, you know, I don't know if we'll ever get to do it again. Um, so I just want to go and soak it all in and experience what it is. But at the same time, we're only there because of the fans and the people that have supported us and gotten Megadads to enough of a level that somebody from ESA did take notice of what we were doing. So I want to go there and, you know, be, be a professional and create content for people and, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, we're looking at it as a work trip and not a vacation. We're going to go there and we're going to work our asses off to try and entertain people with our tomfoolery. Mm-hmm. And you're bringing your families along with you. The entire family is coming along. Like, are- how how did you manage that? Because I think that, like, I mean, getting into E3 is one thing, but, like, convincing <laughs> the family that, that, that your guys are coming along... It didn't you know, start this... out that way. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, even that you're you're going, like, even start to the, like, right. it's one thing to get the invite, but then to say, you know, we only get to go on so many vacations a year. We only, I only have so much time off from work and money and all that other stuff. This is the one. Dad's putting his foot down and this is, I'm making the decision. This is happening. Yeah. I mean, it, it started off with just Adam and I were probably going to go. Yep. Um, and then once we were kind of committed to going we realized that if I take the time off to go to this, I probably can't take the time off. My wife and I were originally planning on going to New Orleans later in the year mm-hmm. for my birthday. And we're like, well, I probably wouldn't be able to do that. So then the wives wanted to go along because, you know, she wants to go on a trip too this year. Mm-hmm. It's California. So, exactly. Like at least there's that. And, and then – when they were coming along, we initially had plans for uh, family to watch the kids while we go. And then that all fell apart. <laughs> so then it turned into, well, everybody's gone. Nice. The whole family's just going now. So, yeah. All... Things just work out for you, John. Like, <laughs> what? Life is just so easy for you, John. That's what I'm, I'm just kidding. Hey, I will never, ever complain about my life. I am the luckiest guy on the planet. That's very Um, sweet of you to say. I mean, seriously, if you would have looked back at pissed off teenage John, who was trying to tell his dad to go to hell Mm -hmm. where my life was, then I could have never imagined in a million years that I would have two awesome kids that I would have the best, most supportive wife in the world. And I'd be going to E3 you know, to cover the show for mm-hmm. our gaming. Never, never. This has so exceeded anything I could have imagined for myself. So I do know how incredibly lucky I am to That's be where a, I'm at. You know what? And it comes out of the courage of starting it all. It comes from, I don't know about you, but a lot of my most creative moments are in the bathroom. I'm, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just sitting there. You you clear your mind and you clear your colon and just like things come and to then you. it clicks it does like i think and it 
you don't know why you want to do it. Like there's not really any explanation other than it excites you or like th- that there's this creativity within you that you just need to get out there. But like to me, I've never really heard like a really solid, like inter- like a really logical and pragmatic reason for why anybody does any of this stuff. Like it mm-hmm. all comes down to like, you know, I've, it's been in me like forever and I've been inspired by blah, blah, blah. Like you kind of get like it does. Nobody. I don't think I've ever heard anybody really articulate like what it is that that makes them do it like because you always have the choice to not do it so like like what you live and breathe like you have you have to breathe to live but you don't have to you don't have to create the stuff to like this doesn't really Mm -hmm. do anything other than the satisfaction of doing it so it all comes from that creative place that you meet all these different people and you get to like live out a dream of going to to e3 i couldn't be more happy for you guys that you get to go what um what appointments have you have you managed to lock down like do you have an idea of at all of what the what the weekend is going to look like for you or is it just go see as much as you possibly can mm-hmm. um it's a little bit of both we yeah. are managing to lock down some some appointments with some people um we're going to the Bethesda showcase that's uh, awesome yeah that's pretty amazing oh um, man that is so cool we've got some appointments with like uh will you Activision. touch todd howard for me just like nice just, like just, just, a, just a soft just like backhand like little across, touch on across the cheek. his cheek yeah yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. what a what a hands oh, i'll so text lucky. you from jail <laughs> use your one call <laughs> <laughs> my one call will be to you I yeah did it. i did it sean please worth call it. my wife hashtag worthy <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, we got appointments with Activision. Um, I think we were locking down one with Nintendo, mm-hmm. um, a few others, and then uh, all, you know, all it, the people making tremendous walking simulator games. <laughs> exactly, the best <laughs> of the best walking simulator developers. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a nice balance of having a few appointments throughout the day, but then also being able to just go off and create our jackass videos that we've got planned and. And do our wait. create our idiocy, um, yeah. yeah. And I and I think at the end, even though we didn't plan it this way, I think it makes perfect sense for the mega dads to be bringing their entire cramming our entire families into a minivan. It's very on brand, exactly for E three. I I think look you're looking at it now. I probably wouldn't do it any other way. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. So That's are what you? We do. Are your kids inspired by the the things that you guys do? Like, is this is there something is this something that you would want your kids to be doing, or is this something you just warn oh, them God, away from? No. Like, don't please, like, do something different. God, I hope they make something with their lives. Yeah. Instead of- <laughs> Yeah, this is what we all do. Like when we realize that, like all the like we're not we're, we haven't become an astronaut, so I guess we'll right. podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, you know, going back to a second when you're talking about how people you know, why they do this. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is kind of part of it for me is I don't, you know, I didn't go to college. I don't have a degree. I have a, you know, Monday through Friday union job that I've got 15 years into that pays good money, but it, it doesn't fulfill anything within me. Mm-hmm. Um, so mega dads has filled kind of that hole um, of, of just like, feeling like I'm <laughs> doing something with my life. No, but kind of. Yeah, man. Uh, um, Cause you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at that age now where I'm probably not going to 
do, you know, I'm not going back to school. Most likely I'm, I turned 40 this year. I mean, I could, but I'm most likely not going to shift careers into something else. So Megadads is it, um, as far as that kind of satisfying creative itch. Yep. Um, so, you know, I would, if, if my kids, when they get older, if they do find something like that, whether or not it is their career or it is just a side gig like Megadads is, you know, if, if it satisfies them and fulfills something within them the same way that Megadads does for me, mm-hmm. then awesome. More power to them. That is definitely the best response to that that I've that I have heard. And now obviously as as a dad myself, like that is you want to lead by example. And I you know, we obviously were we knew Lincoln was coming. Chelsea was pregnant. It's math and science. We knew that there was <laughs> gonna be a day where he was gonna be with us. So I had a lot of time to sit back and reflect on, you know, like how do you instill you know, morality and all of the, like the good qualities in your kids. And, and part of me thinks like, I was thinking like kind of the difference between, you know, teaching and being very prescriptive about things, you know, like to tell, because that's where like my, my grandparents were a lot like that. Like my, especially on my dad's side, my, my, my dad's mom would be very prescriptive and say, be humble, be, and she wouldn't be like, she was very like, she wasn't humble at all or she right. isn't even now she's lost her mind. So she's not really the same at all, <laughs> but <laughs> she's, she is hilarious because in the middle yeah. of church, she'll just scream out, I'm from Winnipeg. And like, <laughs> that's where we're at with grandma. But, but I will always remember she had a lot of like advice that I still remember to this day. And, you know, she, she said things like marry somebody who's smarter than you. Um, you know, don't brag about yourself, all these different things. And I remember, like, I actually did internalize those things as, as best as I could. But at the same time, I know that, like, leading by example is even more powerful. So mm-hmm. creating this isn't exactly, like, my dad didn't ever create a podcast, but he paints. He does all, like, he's very creative. Um, right. Even just for Lincoln's uh, meet and greet, we had everybody over. And while he was... Like before he was born, we called him little monsters. So we started calling him Sully and like yeah. monsters. Inc. So we get to his, uh, to his meet and greet and my parents had created like this, all these like decorations. And then my dad painted this giant, like life sized Sully thing. That's and I'm awesome. like, that's, and he's always done that. And so yeah. to bring it back to why we do this, it is, it's a very special, like lead by example to whether it's people who are listening or, that people growing up in our very own homes, I think that's a very, that's a very special thing. And for you guys to reach the heights of going to E3, I'm sure that the the moment is not lost on you guys. I'm sure. No, no, it's yeah. I'm incredibly humbled that we've been able to do this and I will not take that for granted and I will not take advantage of that. You know, yeah, man. um, well, I hope that you guys have fun. I know that it's a big, like, it's a big thing. It's a big deal. It's something that you've obviously been looking forward to, to for a very long time. But I look back to, I was just listening to, uh, I was trying to do some research for another guest that's coming on, uh, very soon. I was listening to one of the very first episodes of, of We the Gamer Cast, and holy crap, I took myself way too seriously. I wanted to be the professional. I wanted to be like, right. this podcast has to be excellent. 
And I have way more fun when I'm having fun, when I forget about the whole professionalism. I, I mm-hmm. like to think that it's a better show. And I mean, for whatever, for what it's worth, I hope that you guys do the exact same thing. Um, you know, don't, don't take it too seriously. Enjoy the moment because we're all with you guys and we can't, I can't wait to see all the content that you guys create out of E3. Yeah. I mean, as much as we will be working hard you know, making videos and editing videos and recording podcasts and all that, you know, we reached out to the people, uh, that listen and watch our stuff. And we're like, what do you want us to do? And overwhelmingly the answer was just be yourselves. Yeah, man. Just, just be dumbasses. Mm-hmm. Just, just make us laugh. We don't care about, you know, breaking news and the announcements. We can get that stuff from 50 different sources just do what you always do. That's why we're here. So, um, yeah, yeah I want, I want your honest to goodness take on just like what, like you kind of like walking into Disney world and your jaw is open. You're just looking all around you. Like I want, I can't wait because I think that's why a lot of us tune in and listen to each other is because we are like, we are of the people. Like we don't mm-hmm. live this every single day. This is special. So that helps. At least it helps me connect with you guys way more than, than I connect with, with IGN or the kind of funny people, like all those things. Like they, they, right. they, they try to this be is, there. This is relatable. everyday business for yeah, them. Man. And, exactly. Right. I'm going to be just trying as hard as I can not to defecate all over myself oh my when God. I walk through those doors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is. <laughs> You know, I'm going to get one of those little leg bladders that you like strap around. Smart. Uh, so when I run into Victor Lucas, I'm just not soaked in my own urine. Very smart. Um, yeah, I it's it's going to be completely amazing. I can't wait. I can't. I, well, it's, that that'll be great. I think. Well, that's. I mean, it's a little shorter, but I, I don't know where I want to go from there. So why don't you go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you on the internet, where they can find everything that you guys are about to do. By the time this drops, you're only three days away, four days away from, from being at E3. So we'll be sure to check Ooh. you out. Yeah. Um, Megadats dot Megadats, 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 Megadads.org is the main, uh, the website where you can find us and all the, uh, podcasts and comic strips and all the writing is on there. Um, facebook.com slash Megadads. We've also got a, a group on Megadad or on Facebook where people can go and, converse with us and then uh on twitter we are at megadad's blog nice so and we're also going to be doing uh probably i don't i don't know if we're going to be doing it on facebook or twitter yet but we're doing lots of live streaming too from the show uh so hopefully people will you know follow us on both of those facebook and twitter and and talk with us and chat with us while we're there well i wish you all the best of luck and thank you for talking to me today man I'm so glad that uh, I finally got on here. Uh, you do an amazing show that is just so unique among the, you know, so many of the podcasts that I listen to are just like kind of the same noise and the same, this is what's going on. This is the news. This is what we're playing. And your show is such a unique thing. And I'm just honored that, that you would have me on. Oh, that's well, I get weird when people compliment me, so we'll just end up. <laughs> that is it. That's the show. Thank you to John Wall from Mega Dads. I said to this to him after we, we I should have just kept recording because we had a we had a lovely 
chat. We just we just continued on as as sort of sometimes happens with this. I look up to the Megadad so much. I like when I first came across their show, and I still to the, to this day when I listen, it's it's more than just a place to hear people talk about games. Like I truly, and I'm not just saying this to be nice. Like I truly think that these guys are talented. Uh, the comedy that they bring forward, and the like, there's a sense of of improv in there that improv kind of gets a almost like a bad rap or like it doesn't get its due because it's you just make it up but it's a special talent and i really think that that's what these guys are uh john and adam i'm so glad to have met you and to have you in my life and that you're friends with johnny casino and not dave moore i'm <laughs> just kidding follow john at walnut 77 w-h-l-n-u-t 77 and follow their show megadad's blog if you're not already Let's be honest. Chances are you you found them first, and uh, for good reason. Thank you to you for being here, for listening and subscribing. If you haven't already, just just hit go to iTunes or Google Play, subscribe. It's a nice way to hear just random people on the internet talk about I don't know, like their gaming origins or that uh, who knows. I don't. I was gonna say something mean spirited. And I got to filter myself a little more these days. I even said in the in the chat with John, I said something to the effect of, you know, the there's not really a good answer for why we do this podcast. That's I don't know what, what I'm even talking about. There's great reasons. I was trying to compare it to it's not vital to our survival. So I hope that I hope that makes it's good lord uh, something else i was talking to john about afterwards was like there's this there's this thing that happens when you realize you're you're speaking into a microphone and that people are actually listening that's weird <laughs> usually you're better if you forget about it and then when you think about it too much it's no good uh so if you are listening if you're still here follow me on twitter sean capri sean like connery capri like the pants follow the website we the nerdy and the show we the gamer cast it's really just a nice way to to boost my ego so i really appreciate that and if you can just share just retweet just go to my account and just just hit retweet if, if you want to quote the tweet and say this is the single greatest podcast ever made ever i wouldn't hate you for it remember uh you can find this show on we the alongside other video game reviews opinion pieces i will also i uh i'm supposed to be doing a a review for cave story on the on the i was gonna say the 3ds cave story for the nintendo switch um, so I need to go play that now and, and write that. So you can find that on wethenerdy.com. Uh, this show is a proud member of the dayspace.com family. If you're creating podcasts, you should talk to Dave Moore at dayspace, get involved, be part of this community, be part of this family. Big things are happening. Um, uh, thank you to Gary Gray for the cover art and good luck, Gary. I saw your video this morning, the, the broken block coming to a close. I can't wait to see what happens next year. Nothing if not talented. Join the Facebook group, We The Nerdy Facebook group. Um, I was going to say otherwise, but join us next week. I hope everybody has a nice and great and safe E3. Stay up all night. Drink all of the caffeine. Um, do everything that you do. Join and follow follow me on, on Twitter. Follow Bobby and Dave and everybody else as part of this Dayspace community. We're going to be doing stuff. So if you want to do stuff with us, there will be stuff to be done together. Otherwise, this is episode 86 of We The Gamer Cast. It's now in your ears. Thank you again for listening. I will be back next week with reactions and scores for our predictions for E3. I hope you're there too. Now it's time for Jason. I'm going to say it weird. I'm not always going to scream it. You just never know what's going to happen next week with Jason. 
Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!